Oh man, so, well, I'm glad you're okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so am I. Hello, yeah, death scare. You're like get, going out getting life insurance. Well, I'm not ready to edit the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our Film Fathers podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are my network of widows, Martin and Brady. You know why it's going to be all right? Because my girls are the toughest girls in the world, and you're going to take care of each other. You both have killed so many people. Your ledgers must be dripping, just gushing red. I couldn't be more proud of you. This week, we remain fixated on the multi-generational world of female assassins, this time dipping our toe into the MCU with their latest offering, Black Widow. So what do you guys think? How was ScarJo's standalone effort? I think it's funny that this was our this is our first time really officially discussing the MCU, right? There just haven't been any movies that we wanted to talk about. <laughs> I mean, if they put out a good one eventually, though. Yeah. What is this? The twenty third? It's about time yeah, they get one, right? Something like that. Uh, Wait, well, you think it's you think it's that good? I don't think it's the best oh, movie okay. ever. Right. No. But I mean, I think to answer your question and why I know why I brought it up was yep. it, from what I had heard, it did it was standalone enough and the others feel like you're you're gonna have to talk more about the universe as yeah. all, uh, in order to make sense of some of it where this i i and i think it did hold up on that end that we could just talk about this movie and not really don't have to way, dive into everything way too deep into the pool yeah 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 i agree um it's it definitely i mean it definitely helps to have a little prior knowledge because they did mention like some things of the sokovia uh, Accord, yeah, so, which was after which one ultron or so um, yeah, after Ultron, but I think ultimately this one takes place right after Civil War. I'm sorry, that's right. Yeah, uh, Captain America: Civil yeah. War. Where that? Yeah, what happens? Uh, but but it's fine. It doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. really matter. It didn't no. it affect Brady's enjoyment. No, I, I, I know one. of. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, yeah, I've seen okay. almost all of them. But you just don't commit them to memory. Like, it's just the there's nerds. just too much. I, I that's something that. There was a time that stuff was glue, and it yeah. would have been up there, and I could, I'd have been the one explaining it to somebody. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I've heard of the Sokovia Accords. Like, it makes it makes sense somewhere, and I'm yeah. sh- I'll just you don't have the, I don't need it. You don't have the Charlie Day board where you got no. the strings going all over the place. <laughs> I pay Sylvia. I feel like I could get there if I wanted to. I could I could immerse myself again and really like yeah. But uh, yeah, and part of the issue is it's like oh it's been a, you know how five four years since I've seen. That movie, so it's like I don't really remember. But you that will much. immerse yourself yeah, in the next couple of years because yeah, Roman will absolutely yeah, exactly. make you. And uh, at some point, <laughs> I would think it would be great to uh, you know follow the timeline and go through. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I watch almost everything. It's, I think I've only not seen Captain Marvel. Might be the only one I haven't seen, and maybe one other one. But maybe Thor: Dark World because <laughs> nobody's seen it. That was the second <laughs> I've seen one. That one. Yeah. yeah, I think I did see it because I liked the first one, and so I thought it was going to be awesome. And See the first one, I didn't really like, and that's why I, that really was what kind of turned me off all those years back to the whole thing. I'm like, I just don't want any more of these like silly superhero movies. But then when I, whichever one I came back in on, I was like, all right, this one's okay. And then he kept getting better and better. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. I just liked that I was right. And we weren't going to wade out too deep into the MCU pool. (laughs) (laughs) Martin over here, cannonball. (laughs) Talking about every single movie. All right. Movie five. Wait, um, no, I, I actually, I, we could. And that was exactly why we, we felt like, It'd be good to at least yeah. bring up, you know, I mean, you're the one burning all these. I don't know why you are, but whatever. <laughs> well, that was one of my points was, you know, 
do you think it makes it more enjoyable that you don't have to delve into like the whole universe, the whole MCU, or, you know, you can just say, all right, we're going to watch this movie. Yeah. It helps if you know a little bit, you know, coming into it, but rather than having to like, oh, you have to watch civil war first before you can fully grasp everything that goes on. I do like that. You can just j- jump in and watch this. I found it enjoyable. There are times I feel like it'd be almost nice if, and I'm sure it's out there. If you read the right read the right review or article or something, almost be like, "All right, which movie are you going to watch? You should watch these two or three. They kind of did that with like uh, Loki. I think they yeah. they're like, or or a couple of the shows that have just been released in the last year. Yeah, like you should watch these couple and that might help help you when it comes to some of those references that almost feels like it would be helpful if, if someone had the time to be like okay well i will watch those so at least then when i'm going through this i i'm picking up on the nuance i'm picking up on some of those things they're referencing that maybe normally i would be fine not knowing but it does help a little bit along the way yeah it's one of those things where you know it, i tread the fine line between being just a, a movie watcher and you know a comic book nerd and saying well yeah, I want to just be able to watch this movie as standalone, but also as a comic book nerd, you get all excited when you're like, oh, that's a allusion to this, or that's a reference to that. And But yeah, it was kind of nice to just be able to jump in, watch the movie, take the movie as it is as a whole. I thought it would be more of an origin story, actually. It's not yeah, they, quite. I just I didn't look that deep into what it, what it was about, so I was surprised that it wasn't more about how she became a Black Widow or the Black Widow yeah, or whatever. Yeah, very glossed over more. Yeah. Which they, they could still go back, I guess, and, and do if they if they decide to. Oh, um, they're gonna have to mend some fences if that's gonna happen. Why? Why is I don't know any well, of she's the suing drama. Disney. Why? Because of them releasing it on Disney Plus simultaneously. Oh, her contract was like heavily laden into uh, box the office. box office, oh. and she said they even approached them when they first brought it up. They reached out and were like, you know, this is gonna hamper my contract and like my my, a lot of the earnings were tied to the box office and they're like well we'll, like we'll work something out and then they just never did and they released Uh, it and so yeah i mean that sound that seems like a pretty big slap in the face because she was the ensemble for so long Mm -hmm. she finally gets her own and and they they, and it had huge first weekend numbers yeah but then it just cratered and it's it's fine if they share some of the disney plus profits but they're clearly not doing that so so it'll be interesting it was announced i actually read it today that she's suing and disney says it's not that's that's there's no merit whatever but it'll be interesting to see if there's uh and we can talk about it more i think if there is another version of black widow it is it going to require scarlet so i think if they're doing an origin story it won't i could see them easily recasting that for an origin story oh i just to do with someone younger you're saying yeah okay yeah that's that's true and you know we know we're you know we know the long term on scarlet so right right. we we know where that story ends but with that in mind and i don't want to i seem to always be the one that jumps to the end (laughs) but yeah but we don't we don't have we i guess we don't have to go go there but I'm, i'm thinking like they definitely use this as a setup for saying hey look there's lots of Black Widows, right? And yeah. there's a sister yeah. that almost looks just like her. <laughs> well, it, the, it's the there's lots of Black Widows. There's lots of universes. There's yeah. lot, I mean they yeah. right. they have they They're, have carefully curated this never ending world yeah. multiverse so that they can do just about anything they want. Yeah. Which is as you said in a previous episode, it's a comic book. They'll make it work. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but they have they set that table nicely in that regard. And I think where I was going was her sister. Yeah. Who, in my opinion, was just a breakout 
star in this movie. Have you guys seen her before? The act- actress Florence Pugh. Uh, so I weirdly, when I saw the previews, I was like, this girl kind of has like somebody mixed with like Ronda Rousey vibe to mm-hmm. her, and. Then I was watching it, and I was like, I don't know her. I don't know this name. And then I looked up what she's been in, and I'm like, yes, I do. I saw Midsommar. Oh, you, you did yeah. see it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> is I, she the star of that? That's that's the one thing I know her from. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to, for a second, she's, I'm like, is he going to say Little Women? Because I think she's that's, in that, too. Actually, she was, I think she was like, not, she got like a nomination Yeah, I think she did that. really, so really well. Yeah. Her known for does not include Midsommar. I just was scrolling down and noticed it, and I was like, oh, really? And I clicked on it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's her? Yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't love you didn't love it, right? A lot of people really love that in like the horror movie. And that's why I watched circles. it because I was like, all right, I'm, getting, I'm hearing some some buzz. I'm going to give this a shot. And I just didn't think it was uh, whatever. I, but she was good, and she's really good in this. Yeah, really good. In this. Really good in this. Like I agree. Great comic relief. Her timing yes. is her timing's really really good. I just thought she nails was, the accent way better than you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I need some work with her. Um, no, I I thought that was she was. That was my note, like over and over again. I'm like, Florence Pugh is awesome. Like, she's really, really good. And so I would not be surprised, although they've pretty much made it clear she'll be part of the Hawkeye movie or uh, show? show. Show. Yep. Um, and so from there, I could see her growing if she does well. I, just, I could see her being a player moving forward in the MCU. I did, uh, enjoy the, you know, the whole family aspect because they brought in, you know, David Harbour and Rachel Weiss. It gave me a lot of feels towards the, the Americans. Yeah. I thought about that as I was watching it. See, I haven't watched the show. I thought you were going to say it gave you uh, Fast and Furious feels for family. <laughs> <laughs> there there was a couple of family references. But the thing that I liked was, you know, they kind of illustrated, like, even though, you know, it was a, you know, a plot or a stage, like, for them to be spies and this was just a cover. Mm-hmm. That actually, they did develop, like, the familial relationships, you know, when they had the dinner and everything. The dinner, like I thought, was a great really well written scene and yeah. that, that's really what separates again we've talked about this when we did um Snyder what, cut? Super, yeah the Snyder cut exactly like that just that kind of scene and with with the heart and humor like it's just nowhere to be found in the in the DC universe right now you know but it was really good in this yeah you know? And then they also touched on some of like the deeper issues, like about the red room when they're in the airplane after or helicopter after they rescue dad from the what is that, the gulag or whatever? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, David Harbour, can we talk about him a little bit? Well, I know yeah. we will, but he yeah. was so good. Go, but yes, when yeah. re- do the gulag, yeah. When they rescue him and then he's like, oh, yeah, you guys are the best. And they're like, uh, he's like, yeah, well, you trained in the Red Room and you're awesome. And he's like, they're like, yeah, we also can't ever have kids because they ripped <laughs> yeah. our uteruses out. Florence Pugh, <laughs> was she Florence. was crushing. She's great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the whole po- the whole poser line, yes. yeah, because <laughs> I didn't know what she was getting at. She's like, "Why do you do the hair flip thing?" And I was like, "What is she talking about?" And then when she does it, I'm like, "Oh, oh man, poser. it's so <laughs> it's so so good." And she does it. And she later. does it. Just shakes off like, "Ugh, <laughs> doesn't feel right." Uh, she's just really, really good. She just I were I came away over and over again just thinking she was like fantastically cast. Um, and what's funny about that is I actually did read they said that. Like Feige and the other execs were like so impressed with her that that's when they were like she's gonna be a part of things because she, I mean it's not hard to see she comes off over and over again as being like pretty awesome on screen. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I mean her for me this movie's made by her and and David, David Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Harbor, it's funny you said let's talk about him, but it's not that he was around obviously, but like talk about a the right role like Ele- Stranger Things. 
puts yeah. him on a yep. different trajectory to superstardom. Yep. He's he's been having a great couple of years for um for <laughs> Since sure. It's like 2016 when Stranger Things hit. I mean, I I definitely recognized him, but I mean, I don't know. Something about that was just like, well, he is just like magnetic on yeah. the, on screen. And totally. The kids love him too. So we watched I watched this with the I watched Black Widow with the kids and they were like, "Oh, it's Hopper." You know, like and they love they love Stranger <laughs> Things. They have Stranger Things t-shirts. So, yeah, they were they were all about it and they just love seeing that kind of stuff like other actors coming into the MCU. Yeah, I mean, but he was around forever doing stuff here and there. I think it was a newsroom. Like, I could see that. It's he just, was. It's just like You're a right. random, like, the yeah. random, not reporter or other TV guy. Right. I think. Yeah, he was like he the, was other the other anchor. Other, other, other yeah, anchor. Thank you. Anchor. I couldn't yeah, come up right. with that word. But. Yep. Um, he was in the Hellboy remake. I never yes. saw that. Which I never, I never saw, saw either. either. But I, I, I wanted to because I knew he might be good in it. But but uh, I, I heard it wasn't Who wasn't was that the great. director like the for original. the new one? Uh, I don't remember. We're gonna have because wasn't that uh, Guillermo del Toro the original one? In in yes, in yeah, Hellboy with the with um Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman, who was great in that. Yeah. And I, I thought that movie was very underrated. I heard it was good actually, yeah. and it did well. And then they still made a new one. Uh, Neil Marshall directed it. Okay, I don't. The yeah, nineteen one. Yeah, there's there's a you know when you talk about <laughs> like those hellscapes and things like that, Guillermo del Toro just has a different so, like yeah. way to grasp all of that. Well, and. You know, besides Harp, uh, you have Mia, Mia Jovovich in that uh, Hellboy. In the new one? Yeah, and in the new one, yeah. her daughter is young ScarJo in this movie. Who's that, Sasha Lane? No. I'm know. sorry? I don't know. Who is, Eva Anderson is the daughter's name. Oh, okay, got it. She plays young Natasha. It's, As... yeah, her and Paul W.S. Anderson's uh, daughter. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, funnily enough, the... Nice. The, the small world there, but uh, but yeah, Harbor is a, again. He's another one that just delivers. The lines are just his timing of his comedic timing, and obviously you add the accent, and he's you know his role is or his power essentially. Yeah, and then he's a super soldier, but he's you know he's still a Over, bigger dude, overweight. overweight. Yeah, yeah. Like. and that he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't look like the others. But he puts on the costume. Just the walking costume. around for like an hour in that costume is just like really, really funny to me. He doesn't need much, but just like you're just gonna be big and hanging out in your co- like you just can't let go. Still fits. <laughs> I even liked when he was in prison and they're sitting there and then he's arm wrestling everybody and they're telling the story. He's like, you know that you always have that one person that always tells the same story over and over and you can see everybody's like, ah, we have to just listen to this again because we can't do anything about it. He's snapping wrists. <laughs> right. Breaking people's arms. Biggest dude rolling up on him. But it was, uh, he was, I thought, really good. Rachel Weiss, I thought, is one of those, it's like every time you see her, you're like, Gosh, she's awesome. But yeah. Then just kind of dips away, but she didn't have a ton. Yeah, there was. I, I think they have bigger plans for her. I think this was just an introduction. You would think so because there's no need to put that big of a name. Yeah, in, in such a small in that role. Role. Yeah. What did you guys think of the bad guy, Ray Winstone? Eh, I could do without him. Yeah, I just think he just didn't do anything. He's for never me. really done anything for me. He was in uh, was it the, the Departed? I think. I think he's in the Departed. And then yeah. he was in a. Like a Shakespeare movie, I think they redid. You watched a Shakespeare movie? I think it was in 3D or something. I think you're talking about Beowulf. Yeah, I'm talking about Beowulf. <laughs> Shakes- it's not Shakespeare. William but- H. Shakespeare wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Just This is my... Stay out of my lane, guys. <laughs> I can't see too well. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? <laughs> um, yeah, Beowulf. That sucked. Um, that's did why not I th- see that one. That's yeah. why I thought it that was. was but yeah, no, he one, was. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he does the whole monologuing villain thing. 
I would as say, well as anybody else, right? Yeah, like, eh, I I would say fine. that was a swing and a miss. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I just don't ex- I don't expect much, you know, especially when they get into telling you the exact plan and how it's going to happen, and you can't do anything. Oh no, but I can't. You know, it's like right. it's all very, um, you know, been been done. Yeah, they ex- to death. But they explained it in the Incredibles. They're like, yeah, he kept going, and then he started monologuing, and that's when they get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I pulled that from the monologuing thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's again that was I guess. Uh, a flaw when i see movies is if the villain's not somebody compelling somebody that like challenges you know your heroes and things like that it's like ugh, yeah kind of feel like let down like i need a good villain yeah and i know. think this was more about and you mentioned the red room thing and what do you do you know about that from the comic books or just knowing like I've watching heard of that before oh yeah so watching like the you know the whole mcu going through all of that and understanding kind of like what she had to go through like that was the training program and oh, they, they that, mentioned it before yeah I, I just didn't remember um i think it's actually in ultron where they kind of okay. flash back to like what she did and you know how they trained her and they trained her from very young and they grabbed these girls off the streets train them up kind of like a la femme nikita type deal yeah so I, th- I think i think in this movie the villain is the red room and they brought that down and that's kind of the bigger more than the the person um, yeah. so they just needed a an empty suit that wasn't going to come back, <laughs> and they probably you probably did just just fine for that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I I I definitely didn't think, like I said, for whatever reason, that guy just doesn't do it for me, uh, in anything that I that I've really seen him in, and I don't I don't know why that is, but <clears throat> Ray, come on the pod. Brady yeah. loves you. <laughs> I don't. Know. He's probably Channing Tatum's dad. Or I was just gonna throw. <laughs> If those two are doing a, a movie together, safe to say, I'm out. <laughs> what did you? What do you guys think of Taskmaster? And and I was specifically the casting behind it. I don't know. Yeah, who who was it? So I it's that the up the actress is Olga Olga Kurylenko. Oh yeah, she's she's been around. She was yeah. in something. Was she in a Statham movie once upon a time or Hitman? There you go. There you I was go. gonna I was gonna throw the IMDb out there, but. Oh, I I did Wait, look at because I can give you is Hitman Statham or is Hitman um Hitman, Oliphant? It's Oliphant. Hitman's Oliphant. Oliphant. Yeah, yeah. Yes. shaved head Oliphant. I played the video game. Yeah, um, which is why I uh, <laughs> that movie came out. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know there was a video game. It's so random. That's, that's what it. it's, that's what it's made from. Oh, okay. All I right. believe yes. Yeah, it's based on a video movie game. came after the video uh, game. So it's like Resident Evil and yep. those. Okay, got it. Um. So yeah, that was I I saw her name and so I. This the downfall of looking at IMDb before you watch a movie. It, it honestly, it, it can be bad. It's hurt me multiple times, and I was like, "All right, well, that's got to be her." And right. It's like, where else would she be? Exactly. So, and it was just interesting because of I, I give them kudos for not playing up her sexuality and like her being a pretty face and things like that. But at the same time, I don't not so pretty face. Yeah, they, they definitely right. messed up her face. <laughs> they messed up her face, but then also they didn't give her a whole lot because she's behind no. the mask the whole time and, yeah. and so i don't know what their plans are in her going forward but i was going to do the imdb with her because i think i can get three out of the four of her top known so you haven't looked okay yeah i haven't yeah, looked let's, yet. let's do it and it's just going to be you because you and i aren't yeah i like i said i could do Hitman. i know that she's from a couple things but i would guess a statham movie and a hitman would have been all i can give you but all right so do hitman's it. one yep. the oliphant version the two would be Quantum of Solace. Three Bond would be girl. Oblivion with Tom Cruise. And then I couldn't draw four at all because I'll go Black Widow for four. Well, you got three three of four. But the, the four, this doesn't even look like a movie. I think it's, or maybe it is a movie. It's a Vampire Academy. Yeah. Got um, another on that one. Yeah, don't know what that is. But yeah, that's, that's pretty oh, good. I forgot about Oblivion. 
Yeah. She plays Tom Cruise's wife. Like his actual wife or the, the, the fake in wife? Like, in like that paradise or in like his paradise, whatever? No, because in the paradise world or like when they're up whatever, in the clouds, yeah. that's the girl from 000. That's the sister. She's got red hair in Oblivion. She's blonde in 000. Right. So she's like the, the one that they make him think that he's in love with, right? Yes. It's like the clone or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yep, you're right. That's that is correct. But she is his real wife when he like comes down to earth and got it finds her. Yeah, no, I did. I that's probably where I know her from too because I remember seeing Oblivion and she did look familiar when I see her without all the heavy makeup or whatever messing the up her scars. face. But yeah, now now I know who that the actress in is. Max Payne too. Ooh, did not see that, but that's also based on a video Wahlberg, game, right? Yeah, Wahlberg. Yeah, well, yeah, so she was in the video game world. <laughs> Um, what, what did you think of the test? I don't like the name Taskmaster yeah, it's and it's just like, I don't know. It felt, it, it also felt like a throwaway, not that badass of a, of a villain. Character. I mean, it's, it's a character that like the motif and the idea has been done a couple of different times. Like yeah. they messed it up when they did, uh, Wolverine origins and they made Deadpool. That was kind of the thing that they did there. Um, what do you mean? He was supposed to be like a Taskmaster. So they, what they were supposed to do with. And the, which is one of the reasons why in Deadpool they go back and he shoots him yeah. is because they took that character and they imbued him with all of like Wolverine's abilities and then they put the swords in his arms that come out like claws and then they gave him the ability to teleport. So they took all of the superheroes that were on his team and they gave him those powers. Where to, Tas- de- to Deadpool. To Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. To Taskmaster who just watches and then can memorize moves and then replicate all of them that's why they had the shield for captain america they had the bow and arrow for hawkeye like all of those they've just been watching all the avengers and superheroes and then oh that's a, see that wasn't explained right not explained well oh, yeah. yeah so people are they just probably are assuming that's the people that know know and it's a nice little like oh there's the person i the thing i know about and everyone else it doesn't really matter yeah right. okay yeah, i mean all right, interesting well thanks for that tidbit there <laughs> yeah i feel like uh her friend Mason should have been the taskmaster. He just does tasks for her. <laughs> her, was her friend that like gets her the plane and gets, gets her, her the, gets oh, her yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the guy, yeah, 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 the sleeping guy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which when I first saw him, I was like, "Is that Craig David?" Like Ooh, it looked like him. like it could have been a couple of years. He could have packed on a few pounds. I didn't but, recognize him. I don't. I don't know. I looked him up. I don't. Ot. Oh, he, he met this girl on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it. Uh, you're gonna see him again though. Yeah. Because uh, he's playing Barack Obama, okay, in uh, uh, the First Lady show. That's uh, I don't know what it's on, but some it's biopic. Kind of, I think it's Showtime or Hulu or <laughs> biopic. Something. Um, yeah, but and he's yeah, apparently in the he's, Handmaid's Tale, but I don't watch. He, that. Yeah, he's been in a few other things because uh, he's had to come up. But yeah, so it was. I enjoyed it. I mean, me too. It was I, a good I really, standalone. I was. I thought it was entertaining. I, it was kind of fun. I feel like if anything, the show the the Marvel shows here over the last year while having a little bit of action here and there. This was kind of like, for me, it felt like it was fun to go back and do a little bit more, more action throughout. And like, I, I liked the, the female leads, you know, I thought they were, or I shouldn't say lead, but I mean, I again, I think they both were kind of together the whole time, but I thought it was, I thought it was really entertaining as did I. And, and they also have more callbacks to, you know, some of the shows, especially uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So if you guys haven't seen that yet, there's a illusion or a reference there at the very end. 
I mean, it was good. I think it's another. So bridge. you you didn't love it? I, I, I didn't love like I I enjoyed watching it with my kids. I enjoyed all the the things I mentioned, like the performances and uh, and really as as always, there's always some good dialogue and some good humor, um, and some good standout things. But like as a whole, it just it just seems like another another movie to fit into the bunch. And I, I've told you guys already. I have a I have a bit of Marvel overload and fatigue. Marvel fatigue um, for sure, especially after watching it. But I like but it's like. Loki was really good and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I, WandaVision was different and I, I enjoyed that too. And maybe it was Captain and Winter Soldier that really kind of made it, made it set in. But it's just kind of like, I know I will watch all of these because yeah. I'm in it. I'm not going to skip anything now. So I was just kind of like, okay, here's another one. I can kind of get that. But yeah. I, I like kind of what we talked about though. I, you know, I put this on and it wasn't for me. I guess it's the Marvel, literal Marvel fatigue I can understand. Mm-hmm. But, everyone's fresh and everyone's new so it's like it isn't a lot of i almost feel you could get that way with like more avengers movies because it's like okay i got the same dynamic the same core are kind of rolling through it was like other than other than scarlet it was like everyone was new and i liked multiple people in this and so it was like for me it was a fun kind of new new movie to watch and so i like i said i kind of understand what you're saying in terms of the marvel fatigue but i in this particular instance, I just thought it was just really good to have no one really that you had. And even she hasn't had a lot of, you know, it was Scarlett Johansson in the mm-hmm. Avengers. But like, other than that, she hasn't really done a, t- a ton. She hasn't really in been a, asked yeah, to. Yeah, she's, she's been in, this has been her thing. Yeah. yeah. For sure. For so. the last decade or so. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's as good as I expect, or maybe better than I even expect from, from a Marvel, Marvel movie. But it's still, at the end of the day, just... Just a Marvel movie, so it's not going to be, you know, my favorite thing of all time. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, a good uh, welcome addition to the canon. Yeah, and I like, I, you know, I stand by. I think it was this was this was a great opportunity to kind of to kind of touch the touch the MCU from our standpoint without having to go too deep. Whether it's with a couple uh, sequels or, you know, I feel like those. Uh, I don't even know how we're going to navigate into that because they're just. It's so deep, and there's so many, and there's so. Oh, many. And this one was easy because it has, you know, a good dad dad element to it. <laughs> a good, he had his moment too as a yeah. good dad to walk in and uh, and talk to her when she, uh, uh, Elena, when she stormed off, you yeah. know, and he tried to to go, even though he's not her dad, but like tried to. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> um, he tried to be, you know, a good father figure, and we've talked about that before, and you know, I I don't remember which I think it was. Elena, who said it, she's like, but you were my family, you know. I, right, I, right. You were my the, mom. She was the younger one. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, did you guys think in the beginning? I remember watching it with the with the kids, and we didn't realize that which one was uh, Black Widow, which one was Scarlett Johansson of the two girls. It was a little hard to. I tell. think they did it on purpose, right? Like, oh, really? Yeah, I, I didn't. I th- I thought they were like. Th- I was thinking she was the younger one. Oh, okay. Um, so I, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I thought. You didn't. I, yeah, I thought. I well, thought I think they called her Natasha, right and that's why. I, oh, they did say Natasha. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. So I thought when they maybe said it, but her name that that was a, a yeah, giveaway. That's, that's but. A good one. <laughs> Way off, Martin. Way I thought go. that it. I I thought a nice subtle uh, early scene was when they were essentially they got into like the airplane hangar and uh, Harbor like lifts that like trailer middle metal trailer up and like yeah. flips it over and you're like. All right, there's more there than you, you, you know, he, for better or worse, he kind of glasses and like scientisty type guy. And you're like, and then all of a sudden he's, they're like, well, that was not yeah, something you, you flip over or something. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of the things we pointed out when we were watching with the kids, which we made it through, they made it through about 37 minutes and then they dipped out. 
But uh, because yeah. of lack of interest, or yeah, because they were just done. They're oh, like, yeah, okay. I don't see a Hulk. There's nobody green. There's nobody swinging from spider webs, and like we're out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we. I was like, I paused that for him. I'm like, do you remember how he walked over that trailer and just kind of flipped it out of the way? And they're like, oh yeah, he might be a super soldier. I'm like, like who else? And like, oh, Captain America. I'm like, all right, there we go. You guys are in his rival. <laughs> Right, I mean, they have the the. the <laughs> well, he says that he's dueling. Like, he wants to talk to his, the, uh, Scarlet. He's like, "Did he ever talk about me?" <laughs> <laughs> was he, in 1982, wasn't he still frozen in ice? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, was- and then they called it out again when she was like, "I mean, you were running around as the Crimson Dynamo," and he's like. Red Guardian, <laughs> but I didn't Red know Guardian. they said that is actually the Crimson, Crimson Dynamo is another guy, an actual person. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's like a sidekick, or right? I. So the Crimson Dynamo. Tell is me, <laughs> Anton Bankoff, who made his appearance as Mickey Rourke in Iron Man Two, and he created oh. a he created a suit to you know yeah counteract Iron Man. So wait, was that was that was his name Dynamo? wasn't crimson dino no. in the yeah in that one he was whiplash yeah whiplash yeah, but exactly. in the comics anton vankoff created a crimson dynamo which is another powered suit got it so go in a different Iron. multiverse we'll have crimson yeah crimson dynamo it's funny like I, I almost like scoff at some of these names but like if for whatever reason they were really big and popular they would have it would have been normal to be yeah. crimson dynamo you just would say it just like incredible hulk like that's not ridiculous you so know? yeah <laughs> very very just very used lame. to it oh right? You wait when the Squirrel Girl movie comes out, you'll be like, "What?" So an- another- I'm not going to be able to say that. <laughs> squirrel Girl, is that really a thing? Yeah, yeah. And um, who's the Squirrel Girl? I think Anna Kendrick's in the running to play oh, that. God. And there's Miss no Miss Marvel too, it. right? Yeah, I think so. Ms. So I went it's on Hulu. I think she's like a comic in the fifties. <laughs> 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 what is it? Fabulous Mrs. Mabel? Mizell. Maz- Mazel. Mazel. I watched that show. It's really good. I can't believe that you got that joke. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got you. It took you a second. Hey, I, I was, it was brewing. I was waiting for it. I threw it out there and I was like, I mean, I don't know. I've struck out a lot here recently, but I really felt like I felt like it was a good one. Is it the fabulous, fabulous Mrs. Mazel? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> I just watched your face and nothing was happening. <laughs> I got there, though. I got there eventually. A comic from the fifties. Um, no, but I was going to say I uh, I took the kids to the there's a Marvel exhibit at the Museum of Science and Industry, so uh, uh, took them to that, and it was cool because they had they had a Squirrel Girl like yeah, it is hard to say. <laughs> I didn't mess it up, but I was close. Um, they had you know the some stills and some other things. Um, obviously, it's not a, a big part yet, but but they they did include her. So is that I'm sorry, has that been brought up before, or how does that a thing? It's just another character that exists in the MCU. I mean, there's a ton of yeah comic book characters that that they haven't even you know I don't thought even, about putting into the movies. I don't see anything about that. Yeah, there's. I mean, so we have the uh, Lego Avengers game for the PlayStation. So the boys will play that and they'll run around and we've unlocked so many characters that they're. That's how they know like all these different characters and you know like yeah. Thunderbolt Ross, who was in this movie, right, becomes the Red Hulk. And so it's like you could, again, they've set up this world, though, you know, kudos to Stan Lee and, and his team for creating these worlds. Crazy. So many characters that you could easily just branch off here, branch off there, branch, and just constantly have IP to go off of. But I would say also kudos to Kevin Feige for being in charge and Feige's keeping it just up and running and like, hey, I have a vision of how this should go, 
but I'm also going to let you, the director, you, the writer, kind of take that vision and run with it, you know? I mean, we don't want to burn any, but having, like, James Gunn and Taika Waititi have their input sure. on things, it's like, We're oh, like okay. pretty great filmmakers. Or the like Russos. Thor? Is that yeah. what he's doing? Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's... I think I read here recently, I'm not even sure if it was about this or someone else, but they were like, yeah, if you if you are... You're maybe, like, the director would say, like, I'm not really great in like action sequences like we got we got you covered we can you bring what you bring Mm -hmm. we'll help you where you need the help and then i feel like the counter to that is in the dc universe and you have like the director that the the suicide squad that's coming out the director said that's not my movie literally there might be a new cut of a new movie because wait the new one he said that's he's like they took my movie and they they completely changed it. They, they can't. My baby. They can't get out of their own way. They can't. And then wonder yeah. why that they're struggling to keep up with the MCU because they, there's just two different approaches to Warner Brothers. Is like we are going to cater this to what we think people want to watch and, That's so and dumb. take away the artistic, like distinction that you that you're bringing with your directors. While the MCU seemingly is like, you're awesome. Do something crazy, and if you need help with your you want some comedy? We can bring some comedy to you. You want some action? We'll help you with some action. But like you, they've, they've just bought so much leeway now, too, and so much forgiveness. Like they could they could take a wild swing and miss, and no one's gonna care because they have so many hits already yeah. that it, it doesn't have to be. You know, this one could have could have flopped, and it would have been still fine. But like DC, we're still not waiting the new for one. Something Sorry, good to happen. old one, the old one. Yeah, yeah I was gonna Sorry. say because the new one they brought in James. And it was Gunn. James Gunn, and that's yeah. what, I, and that was the whole reason they brought James Gunn. In, in my to head, do I was it. questioning because I was like, "Wait, that is James Gunn, right?" Like, I'm, I'm gonna mess this up, but I. So I apologize. It was the uh, the Fixed original. It just in time. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get it on tape and make sure. Yeah, David Ayer, or Ayer. That's, yeah, he said he's like, "That's not the movie. That's not my movie." I I, I believe that. Which I heard it wasn't good and. Whether that's why or not, but like, yeah, they just, they can't stop getting, interfering with like people try, maybe helping their franchise grow. And, right. Well, and you take a, you know, take a step back and you look at like, I know you haven't seen all the Marvel movies, but if you've seen a handful of them, they're so different. Like, if you look at Thor Ragnarok and Ga- Guardians and versus captain america and the winter yeah, soldier civil war or in civil war like yeah. they're all completely different like they're different genres they're different trends they're different like themes and thematic like elements that run through and it's just like yeah that that's what keeps some of that fatigue away is because yeah. you're like oh well i've seen this spy thriller and now i got a straight comedy with guardians of the galaxy or i get sure. you know just a ridiculous movie from taika waititi with thor ragnarok which is like action but it's also action comedy i thought it was yeah. great I yeah thought it's so was fun awesome. it was really fun and different and that Loved was ragnarok yeah and being different was an allure and it's yeah. because they basically pulled planet hulk into it. like it that movie almost could have been called planet hulk yeah um and and it was just just as uh just as good but like yeah that was what was cool it was like basically two movies in one right and, and like and like for me watching like loki um which is just you know, time travel and this weird sciencey multiverse but stuff that I love. But and it's kind of like an really... office comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and Owen, Owen Wilson thrown into it. Um. So so yeah, that you're you're totally right. That staves off the fatigue. Like like again, I'm like, do I am I ready to dive into this? But then once I do, I'm like, this is great. I can't fin- wait to finish yeah. it. You know, I watch those six. Each episodes director very fast. seemingly creates their own universe, their own in that multiverse, and it's like this is Taika's uh, little universe that he's got, and he can really 
really roll with it. And they're like, go ahead. Do your yeah. thing. Yeah. Voice and, the the rock guy. What's his name? What's, Korg. Korg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just great, too. He's one of uh, characters. Did you see that what I sent you? Yeah. With, with uh, Deadpool? Deadpool and yeah. Korg. Oh, my gosh. I could watch it over and over again. <laughs> Even the first line when he was like, it was like after our last review of like Cruella, he's like, where's the fucking dogs? <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that alone, like I was dying laughing. <laughs> I mean, you got, yeah, you got Korg or T- Taika Waititi Is that and, the dude and Ryan Reynolds. From, like, uh, just great. The South African dude from he's Section Australian. 19? No, or you're thinking of. Um, what is it? The guy who's, it's in South Africa. Am I crazy? Yeah, Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. He's Australian, but the movie's set in South Africa or the the District Nine. District Nine. No, it's not. You're, it's not him. No, you're th- that's Charlito Cooper. Um, yeah, different guy. Korg is uh, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. Um, and he directed. Um, uh, what did was he it? do Jojo Flight? Bunny or Jojo Rabbit? Jojo Rabbit. What are we talking about? Talking about Taika Waititi, the director. He voiced Korg. Yeah, yeah, he's the voice of Korg. Well, I just said the director of. Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok voiced like voiced the character of Korg. I didn't yeah. know he okay yeah. yeah. So that's why he's the director of Ryan Reynolds' new movie Free Guy. I, I mean, can we agree that he's yeah? So that's why he's okay. Yes. Fair. It it does sound like that dude from District Nine. Oh, I will, I'll give you that too. <laughs> they both have accents, <laughs> right? Yeah, like I said, you're, I mean, you're crushing the accents today, Brady. <laughs> Nothing gets by me. <laughs> But yeah, they did the same here, and they let the director of you know Black Widow could just yeah, go Kate, Kate Shortland, right, and let her give her view on it, and you know it had more feminist uh, views and uh, ideas, ideas, mm-hmm. and I think that worked. I think again, letting them, hey, here's kind of the outline that we want to do and what we want to go towards, but yep. put your own spin on it, give your own, you know, your own voice to. This Looks movie. like it was written by men, but whatever. <laughs> Director still has a lot to say. A lot to say. I know. I'm just messing with you. As always, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're currently enjoying this podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching our, O-U-R, Film Fathers. Also, email us at ourfilmfathers at gmail.com. Thanks, and go to bed. Budapest? Budapest. Pest. Pest. <laughs> <laughs>